0: 1015 FM K-Don. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hope Show. The Mark Hope Show. Filled with wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fishfane, Joe DeFalco, And your host, Mark Hoke.
1: Alright everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. We are the Talk of Las Vegas. I am the aforementioned one, the wrestling guru here in Las Vegas, sort of even though I'm sure Joe DeFalco is going to fight me on that. I am Mark Hoke. Thanks for joining us here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720. I'm Andrew Fishfane sitting across from me. Yellow, What's up, big man? Just another fun Sunday. You got the the Mountain Dew voltage. Are you feeling charged up and excited? Always. Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad. Let's go to, uh, get, of course, our other co-host on the show. He is the overlord of future stars of wrestling here in Las Vegas coming off a great show last week. He is Joe DeFalco. Joe, what's up?
2: Well, not much. That was like the longest intro in the history of the wrestling show.
1: Well, we're, well, we're doing some things, so I'm stalling. (laughs) It's all good. But Hey guys, thanks for being with us. Uh, Well, fellas, I guess we should start with the premium live event, premium live event that just happened yesterday in World Wrestling Entertainment and break that down. I don't know. At times, they seem to break it down themselves. It seems to be a disgrace that they're calling it one of the big four still. Survivor Series yesterday and, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. It was...
3: um, there, it was it was okay. There weren't enough matches on the show. I mean, I, I get it. You have to have a long period of time for each of the War Games matches because they take their time. But other than that, there was what three other matches? Right. That's that's not a ple. That's you know it's a glorified Saturday Night's main event. Wow,
1: that's that's a little harsh.
3: Joe, did you get? I assume you got to see this thing last night.
2: Actually, I did not. But oh. I uh, kind of followed through, and I was like. You know, checking them like, man, I, I don't really know what a lot of the matches are. And I was like, I was like, wow, that's it. There's no cross. There was no, you know, a lot of people. I, you know, I know everything was based off the, uh, the War Games match, but like we had said a few weeks earlier, I don't know how much excitement there was of the main event of the Bullet Line versus the Mishmash team
3: yeah and and the funny thing is is you know the, everyone was calling for Bray Wyatt to come back. he's finally come back, and he still hasn't appeared in the ring yet yeah i you
1: know i I wasn't super excited about this. I was hoping a little more was going to come out of it than what what did, but to be very frank, could we have skipped this and done some of this stuff on SmackDown and Raw? be frankly, uh, yes. Yeah,
3: a- absolutely. And that's, yes. that's sad because this is supposed to be, like I said, one of the big four pay-per-views along with the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and SummerSlam. And it, it's lost any luster that it had. And you and I talked about this before we went on the air. It, there were no storylines that really got furthered by it at all. Now, it, yeah, go ahead, Joe.
2: I was going to say, if you if you look at the the big returns over the last six months, not one of those guys was on the show. Strowman, they make him lose because of interference, which why even put him in that tournament. And Cross and Bray Wyatt, and it was like, wow, the 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 big three guys that made their return weren't even good enough to be on their main show.
3: Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, well, let's let's run down through what happened. So everybody can understand why we were slightly disappointed, but well, and we'll start with the ladies' match, the War Games match, which had Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, uh, Alexa Bliss, Bliss, Asuka, and Mia Yim taking on Team Damage Control, which of course is Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky, plus Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley. And you know, I got to be honest when I when I watched this match, there were some. There were some cool spots in there. Yeah, Nikki Cross diving um, off the
3: top of the cage was kind of cool. Yeah,
1: but they even kind of spoiled that. But she just kind of sat up there for a while. It was like she was well, she was Batman perched it, on. It was her. almost
3: like a young. It was almost like a young bucks show, uh, match. Yeah. No, well, I, I was
2: curious why it was a six on five because they had Mia Yim and that Machine Girl were both in the match. So yeah, I didn't understand.
1: Yeah, like crazy. That that was interesting, by the way. If you didn't, if you were wondering what Joe was referring to there, they had actually changed Mia's name to Minshin, which is crazy in Korean for about two
2: days, and they changed it back. back. Yeah, but I heard Cole was calling her both names during the match.
1: He was. uh, He he did uh, use it as a
3: nickname, but nickname. But otherwise... See what happens when Vincent isn't in his ear yelling the entire time? Well... He, he starts making We knew doing he wasn't that. good. Well, he was... He he
2: was confused, we knew he was...
3: He was confused as everybody else this week. I don't blame <laughs> him, apparently. He
1: was probably training to say Michin and then, then, no, and, you know, what are you going to do? That's a little rough,
2: you know? You know I but, thought it was going to be the lady from The Walking Dead was going to come out, and I was disappointed.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, like I said, this one, you know, Becky Lynch, of course, making her return gets the fall at the end but i'll be frank i mean i just i don't see what the point of this was because now damage control takes another loss and of course becky becky gets to be the hero but nothing really came out of this to be honest with you
3: no i mean uh, uh, on tomorrow night's raw what happens that 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 comes out of what happened at War Games. Nothing. There's nothing new that's going to happen that came out of the War Games
2: because it, of this. They're going to fight each other again. Big deal.
3: Exactly.
1: Right. I, I, you know, I was looking at some of the grades because usually the the two sources that I look for grading um, on and the reviews on pay per view are uh, CBS Sports dot com is the one that I usually go to, and then and Bleacher Report. And CBS gave it an a minus. And Bleacher Report, the whole pay per view, or just that match? Just that match. And Bleacher Report gave it a B minus. So, and and that's about yeah. It was I, I it was give it in between good. It,
3: I give it like a B to B plus? It was it was okay. You know,
1: that,
2: that but there was no Ultimate Maniacs on the show. Very disappointing. Yes, I would agree with that. Survivor Series. You know, the Survivor Series pre- has presented itself, but it hasn't been that way now. And all it was. You know, I said from day one, it was like, there's no real feuds that make war games special. Like, war games back in the day, you know, you had DiBiase's team against Hogan's team, and there was a blood feud that was there, and it was just like the the Brutes got thrown in with the bloodline a month ago, because they kind of got over.
3: Yeah, and the other thing they have, and this is the first time I remember it not being there, is there was not even a traditional Survivor Series match. Right,
1: which really bothered me about this card. They decide well, they they tried something different.
3: Yeah, you know? and that's fine. But and it, and it, it, they
2: could have. And and it makes no sense because you had gallows and you had you you could at least did that as a Survivor series match with well, a four on four.
1: Well and that's what I was saying all along. We've got you've actually got a feud with Judgment Day and in the O C A J Styles and the O C there, but and you could have thrown somebody else in there and you know maybe well, edge yeah, Phoenix me, me I mean, and
2: him had to be Saying yeah. Mia Yim had to be put in the other match, so she couldn't be put in that match. She's kind of in two feuds at once. I mean, well, I I mean she could. I mean, you,
3: you could have kept Mia Yim and, and Rhea Ripley out and had them on those teams, and you could have had anybody else on either Damage Control or or uh, Bianca's team. I mean, Charlotte could have made a return. Anything to that effect could have happened. Yeah, and Rhea Ripley being in this match made no sense. Except no sense except for to beat up Mia Yim, which is what she wanted to do because yeah, Mia was, Yim attacked her from behind. There was
1: just nothing. There was nothing to this, but. But, I mean the match. The success,
2: the success of the NXT War Games was because it was uh, Adam Cole and 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 their team, and it was like that was a feud that was built up. So I was like, "Oh, cool, man! They're bringing back War Games," and it was uh, basically a matchup that people cared about. It was like nobody cared about this matchup. It's like thank God it was on Peacock because if somebody had to pay fifty bucks. You know what would the buy rates have been for a show like that, where yeah. people actually had to pay fifty dollars to watch an event that's supposed to be one of the biggest pay per views? They add war games to it, and oh, by the way, a week before, we don't even know any of the matches on the show.
1: Yeah, if you're, and we're sensing a theme here, so let, let's keep going. Finn Balor, AJ
3: Styles, obviously had a f- a good match
1: here, and a and a pretty good match
3: And a but. But okay. You, but, okay. But you know those two are going to put on that kind of match anyway. Yeah, and like, all right, great. Let's move on. And, I mean, and, and nothing accomplished except for AJ Styles got his first win in a PLE since, I think, 2019. And Finn Balor takes a loss. How does that help? Oh, you, you can kind
1: of see where we're going here, guys, because this is
2: little this draw. Rough. It won't matter. He'll get a win back the next day because, again, no... WWE is a world of where no feuds ever end anyway.
1: Yeah, 50-50 booking. Here we go. And, of course, uh, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. And then we went on to, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, we were forecasting that this was a match that nobody cared about. (laughs) <laughs> and, I don't and, even think the wrestlers cared about and, it. And and I gotta tell you, this was ugly. Ronda Rousey and Shotzi. Couple of another another Shotzi botch, and I hate to I hate to bust on somebody Botchy? that can do something better than <laughs> than I can do, but Shotzi just absolutely blew a spot uh, with a DDT on the outside of the ring, and this just was incoherent all, just was yeah, not
3: the, not good all they've been able to do this entire weekend is make Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez look bad yeah so I don't I mean I don't even want to talk about this match it was it was just terrible I'm sorry it was it was bad the only thing worse than their wrestling was Ronda Rousey and or Shayna Baszler on the microphone Ugh, that wasn't great either Ugh. so we had that one and then we have
1: what was a decent match but a weird end Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, and uh, Austin Theory wrestling for the U.S. title, and generally it was a pretty good match. I yeah. mean, I enjoyed it until the end, and and it's not because of Austin Theory winning this match and is now the United States he, champion. We couldn't again. do which he couldn't do with
3: the money with the money in the
1: bank. But. No, we we had to get we had to get rid of the briefcase for some reason to do the same thing that we just did two weeks later, but. And, and, and Joe, I, I, I have to ask you about this because here's the spot at the end. So theory is being held up in kind of a suplex position by Rollins. Lashley comes in for a spear and the camera, unfortunately was pointing where you could see that Lashley, instead of doing the spear hit kind of grazes him and falls off to the side. And then theory falls on top, and that's how theory gets the pinfall in this match. But it was, it it just didn't look good, and it and it killed the match for me. I mean, I was enjoying it until then, but you know, with Lashley, because because I think, and Joe, you could probably talk to about positioning more about positioning because you do your training at FSW. Lashley, if he would have done a spear straight through, would have gone straight through, and then I would imagine theory would have landed on top of Lashley, who would have been on top
3: of. Seth Rollins, and it wouldn't have worked why so still, it, wouldn't it still i mean that would make almost a better ending because theory's still on top no but he but but Lashley would have been on top of him too, so who gets the pinfall? theory because he's on the very top <laughs> see
1: but you see what I mean I mean, Joe, what are your thoughts about
2: about that uh well, uh due to w w e s really horrendous camera work, uh they probably got caught in a bad situation, and that was the finish. So, you know, the, if the camera would have cut away like it usually does, nobody would have even noticed that. So, you know, that that's where they were going. They were trying to protect, uh, you know, Rollins. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you talk about theory not cashing in, I, I had no issue with that because I thought the way theory was presented before when he had the case was kind of as a joke. And they actually kind of rehabilitated his character over those last few weeks. And I think Austin theory is on a, you know, on a good trajectory. So I don't have any issues in that way. You know, there's so many times that, you know, there's bad finishes. There's, you know, it's not SmackDown in the past where they would be like, Oh yeah, they went and they redid the finish. It was like, they're going live. And sometimes you know, the best laid plans don't work. You know, you go in there and you think, hey, this is going to work, and it really doesn't. And, you know, go ask AEW about the exploding ring or whatever. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. you, 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 sometimes you just have to go, well, what's there? And, you know, you hope uh, the war games match overshadows everything. But when you have a bad pay-per-view and you're you're picking, you know, everything that wasn't good, And you only had five matches to begin with, and most of it wasn't good. You know, it's easy to pinpoint, you know, the things that were like, oh, that was terrible. And unfortunately, that's how Theory has to go in as the champion.
3: I don't want to yeah. say everything everything negative about this, but that was the very cool spot of Raw and stepping on Theory's back to stomp Lashley, which I thought was a great spot. Yeah, that was a decent spot. You know, it
2: was, right. it was so bad. Fish is looking forward to AEW this week.
0: Wow. Exactly. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, we are going to head to a break, and when we come back, uh, we are going to be discussing the War Games men's match featuring the bloodline yeah. taking on those brutes and uh, Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. So everybody stick around for a little bit, and we come back, more on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, AM. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Marco. Has out of control inflation, gas prices and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple to use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that nine to five job behind, visit TradingMadeEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadeEasy.com. 101.5 FM Don. When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker Bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's Vegas, C-O-U-N-S-E-L.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com.
0: 1015 FM K Don. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke.
1: All right, and we are back on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 1015 FM. 720 a.m., the talk of Las Vegas. And of course, also thanks to those of you listening to us on KDWN.com and the Odyssey app. We certainly do appreciate that. It makes us the number one wrestling show in the multiverse. Isn't that correct? Andrew Fish Fane. Of course it is. There you go. Of course, Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling with us as well. And I know you guys like to bet, by the way. And if you want to throw some money down, how would you like to get half of your money just pile on top of what you throw in? I think that would be a great idea. 50% Matching bonus up to $1,000 on betonline.ag. All you got to do is go to our website, MarkHokeShow.com and click on that link. And when you get to betonline.ag, just put in that neat little code, BOL1000. Of course, it stands for betonline, BOL1000. And you're going to get 50% matching bonus up to $1,000. And, guys, you can bet on anything on this site. We want to go bet on the football games right now feel free to do so that's uh, obviously available but you can bet fish you can bet on darts Australian rules football handball snooker surf. surfing is on this site you
2: can bet you on surfing on in theory you would have made some money
1: yeah i mean bet on the world cup
2: there's all sorts of stuff jeez and I of think course theory was plus plus 240 yesterday
1: there you go and of course wrestling which is awesome so once again go to com. Just go to the banners, either on our sponsor page or the front page, and click on there and make your deposit today. We would certainly appreciate it.
2: All right, men's you can even bet on New Japan. You can bet on New Japan now. I saw.
1: Yes, that is up on the site. We were actually going to mention Wrestle Kingdom coming up.
2: You should. Uh, Chris Bay and Austin Ace Austin three and O in the tag tournament.
1: Yeah, that's. I saw that. Good for Chris. So, yes. So let's uh let's, rate. Yeah. <laughs> let's hit the the men's war games match. Of course, the bloodline taking on the brawling brutes and Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. And this one wraps up with Sami Zayn, of course, setting up the whole the whole storyline, Sammy on SmackDown was having a little discussion with Kevin Owens and lied to Jay Uso about it. And then Roman Reigns pulled him in the office today. And unfortunately, depending on your point of view, Sammy had a great excuse of why he lied. And then in the match, when Kevin Owens was about to pin Roman Reigns, Sammy grabs the ref. And of course, he's saving Jay during the whole match and eventually serves up Kevin Owens to Jay Uso on a silver platter. And the bloodline wins the match and Sami Zayn is embraced by Jay Uso, and everybody's happy. Are you guys happy,
2: Fish? It was the, perf- it was the perfect oh. ending to actually accomplish absolutely nothing.
3: <laughs> exactly. There was that, and that's, that was the point. Nothing got forwarded in this story at all. It's exactly as it was before the match started. Well, I've, I might disagree with you guys a little bit, because now you've apparently,
1: to the, in the eyes of the bloodline, and the eyes of Jay, Sammy's cool, right? Sammy's cool. Everybody's happy with Sammy. But I'm going to throw this out. I think that this whole thing is going to result in a Jay Uso turn relating back to when the bloodline started and Roman Reigns was tangling with Jay and you know Jay wanted to be main event Jay and all that. And Roman put it down and ended up starting the bloodline with this. I have a feeling that's where this is headed. That Jey Uso, I don't think he's going to end the, you know, be the one to take the, one of the, any one of the WWE championships. But I have a feeling he's going to be the one that's going to cause the end of one of Roman Reigns'
2: reigns. Thoughts? You know, I I don't disagree with you at all. But when you're going in storyline from A to Z and the Survivor Series part of the storyline is B. Uh, I am not sure that that's what people are looking forward to. It's like what came out of it? Oh, okay, well I guess Owens and Zayn are going to fight. Like it, it really didn't do anything to to further stuff. It was just a small blip in the long-running storyline that on you know on Friday on SmackDown, you know, they 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 have to follow through with Ten more things that'll culminate in three more months. So to me, it was usually disappointing. Like the, uh, you know, the Brawling Brutes shouldn't have been in there. They're they're not perceived. Nobody perceives as Ridge Holland and Butch as main event players. So I don't think anybody in the world thought, hey, you know. My only thought was this is the way to give Drew McIntyre back that number one position as the babyface to get the titles off rain, but he was just an afterthought to me in the match.
3: Fish, what are your thoughts on all this? Uh, Like I said, it it didn't go anywhere. I didn't learn anything after the match that I didn't know before the match. So it it was almost pointless. And now, and I I said this to you earlier, the biggest problem to me is they have nothing to build for except for the Royal Rumble. And that's like nine weeks away. There's nothing between now and the Royal Rumble. And it's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that is definitely a problem.
1: I, you know, I, I guess looking back on this Survivor Series, we were wondering how this was going to work out with War Games being a part of it. And, you know, of course, if you don't know what a War Games match is out there, by the way, you, you've set up two steel cages over a, – a giant steel cage over two rings. And then guys go in one by one until everybody's in. Then the match starts, and then whoever gets the pinfall or submission wins. Yeah, so, and, and in the
2: past, the original War Games wasn't pinfall at all. You had to quit. Right.
3: And which I like better, actually. Does... So, that, again, it's like,
2: wow, it's one pinfall, so four guys are protected, and it is an abomination of the actual War Games concept, so it's terrible to begin with.
1: Well, I was just going to ask you guys that. The inclusion of War Games to change up Survivor Series. And, of course, Survivor Series traditionally had started out with a group of five-on-five matches, So you would have five matches. Yeah. So you would have five guys teaming up, and as one, if somebody gets pinned submitted, counted out, whatever, they get knocked out until one team is eliminated. Do you think that this experiment should end here with using War Games on Survivor Series? I know they were just trying to switch it up and make it different. It works.
3: uh, It works if they would have built it up longer so they had. So they had feuds that mattered in the War Games matches. Yeah, I, I think I don't think war. I mean, if if you wanted to have a War
1: Games match on work. here, then it needs to be something
2: that is built up to and, yeah. and
1: it's legit. But there just wasn't anything there,
2: exactly. Um, and, and War Games is a, is supposed to be the finality. Like I remember War Games, and Sid Vicious kept pressing. Brian Pillman up the cage where he was killing him. So I'm not even sure, but I think it might've been like El Gigante or something. He quit to stop Sid Vicious from basically killing Brian Pillman. And now it's like, oh, it's a pinfall, but you can't have a pinfall. So it's like the elimination chamber. Everybody has to come in. The only difference is it's not an elimination chamber. It's the elimination chamber match. Except they call it the War Games now, because now it's just a pinfall. But at least the Elimination Chamber, everybody had to get eliminated. So this was like a watered-down version of the Elimination Chamber. And being that I have high hopes because I loved the idea of War Games, they just destroyed it.
1: Yeah, I—you and know, you, the three of us, are old enough to remember when War Games started, and— just how important when when there was a war games match that this was big, now, this was this was five guys on each side wanting to tear each other apart. Right, it mattered. Now and, it, and,
3: this was just more of a gimmick.
0: For yeah, a WWE and, and it's just
1: okay. You know, we're gonna we're gonna put the cage down. We're gonna throw some weapons in. Everybody's gonna do a couple of high spots, and that's really about it. And, it just and, wasn't. And it, it
2: was also it was also ten great wrestlers that were the 10 top guys and it was like oh my god who's actually gonna quit in this match and the, the horsemen like are they gonna quit or uh, the road warriors or whoever's in it it's like oh Ridge Holland oh which,
3: <laughs> who cares that's a, that's an excellent point it was that the the players weren't big enough for the match itself
1: I,
2: I... you know sting Lex Luger it was like you know take the 10 best guys in, in WWE. And then now you have a match, but you're taking guys that were low quarters, like the last pay-per-view and the brawling brutes got over. And now all of a sudden Ridge Holland and butcher people were supposed to care about against the Usos. At least if they would have beat the Usos for the belts, then we'd say, Oh, okay. These guys are players, but they just lost to them anyway. So who cares?
1: Yeah. I, I will give Butch credit. He twisted Jay Uso's hand and wrist and elbow around like it was a a pretzel. Well, it thought- was be- that that was that was good at the start of the match. And there was some, and and I don't want to I don't want to totally dismiss dismiss the match because there were some good spots. I think you know we're the three of us are looking more at the long term impact. If if you actually take the match for what it was and just said this was a match.
2: That was all right.
3: Yeah. You and
2: know, and, but and yeah, I've said all along but, but you that you can't. It's the main event of Survivor Series. It isn't the main event of Smackdown where you could live with it.
3: Right. And I and I've said all along that Pete Dunne is it should be pushed and pushed harder because he's a fantastic wrestler. And he just proved what he could do. I'll even You know, they they Butch. could
2: have spent 2 months setting this up to maybe where we would have cared but they set it up for 2 weeks.
3: That was yeah, that was my point. They 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 if it, it'll work next year if you start setting it up in, you know, September to get to November's event. Not if you start setting well, up at the beginning the of November. They're,
2: they're, look at WrestleMania. The reason why it's like they'll sell all the tickets because everybody knows they're going to put all the eggs in that basket. They you know that they're going to give you most likely the best thing you can do. Oh my god, Steve Austin's coming back uh, with Owens. And oh, it's going to be the Rock and Roman Reigns and it's like they have so much preparation and they have so much devoted to that. But then, you know, this isn't the money in the bank or, you know, a in your house pay-per-view. This is supposed to be the Survivor Series and it was just like, "Oh, hey everybody, it's uh, it's on tomorrow." And I was like, "Oh, I forgot it was on so quick. Like, who's wrestling? Who knows? It's just like they're just throwing it against the wall and hoping something
3: sticks. Yeah, if, if this was a B-level pay-per-view, then they did a pretty good job. But the problem is, like I said, it's one of the big four and it wasn't treated as such. No, and
1: I I just wonder if Survivor Series is going to sur- really, su- I hate to use the word, survive after this. I just, I think that you, when you, Took away the concept of it being all the five-on-five matches, and as the years went by, this just got watered down more and more. And you know, then for a while they did the Raw versus SmackDown, but you know, really there was no implications in those Survivor Series matches. It didn't matter, except Not, I think they were doing like the know, first pick of the the draft, the, the yeah, draft which is the, terrible. The Raw breaking,
2: SmackDown breaking versus NXT news. was good. Breaking news: They're going to have the Royal Rumble, but this year we're just going to make it a thirty-man over-the-top battle royal, but call it a Rumble. Well, of course it would fail.
1: Yeah, I just, I just think maybe, maybe the Survivor Series concept—you either you do one of two things: either a throw in the garbage can, or b you get it back to what it used to be. And well, it,
2: being that they spent the year building thirty factions in WWE, <laughs> yeah. now that you had all these factions. None of them wrestled on Survivor Series which is the ultimate faction show.
1: Yeah, I I just think that it was it was a gimmick that they tried it and you know some people are going to say it was okay
3: but I I just don't think it worked. So but where now where do they go from here? Back I'm sorry. back to
2: regular uh, TV and everything goes back where it was and nobody cares and it's- the thing is in two weeks nobody's gonna be talking about the Survivor series anymore. It's like, hey, when's the next pay per view? Oh, when's the next pay per view? Yep. It's like, oh, there's oh, there is a pay per view? Okay.
1: All right. Well let's uh let's head to another break here and when we come back we're gonna talk a little bit more about some of the other stuff that happened in WWE this week. And when we get into the second hour Are we having some mocking going on? Are we egging on a certain wrestler in all elite wrestling? Oh boy. Oh my, this is going to be something else to see, I think. Stick around, everybody. We'll be right back on The Mark Hoke Show.
0: You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. All
1: right, and we are back on The Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 1015 FM, 720 AM. The talk of Las Vegas, and of course, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. And uh got to remind everybody real quick, hey, if you you know emptied those wallets for Black Friday, time to restock them. And how you do that? Well, you go start working with Trading Made Easy and get into that automated day trading software. Real simple. Hey, if you want all you have to do is go make a free webinar, join a free webinar at TradingMadeasy.com. It's tradingmadeasy.com. It's so simple. You only need one E. Give them a call at 800 971 4160 Eight hundred nine seven one four one six zero, and you know maybe be able to drop that nine to five job, or at least you know pick up a little extra coin and you know, have some extra money for the holidays. Sounds like a plan, doesn't it, Fish? Absolutely, yeah. There you go. Of course, uh, I'm Mark Hoke, Andrew Fish, Fain, Joe Defalco from Future Stars of Wrestling joining us as well. And just to uh, hit a few of the things that happened during the week in WWE before second hour, return our attention to all elite wrestling a little bit of a receipt got paid out to a Mr. Braun Strowman this this week to say the least of course the Smackdown World Cup tournament going on somebody gets a really cool trophy that's probably not going to go on their case and will be the number one contender for the or will be getting an Intercontinental title shot but if you remember a couple of weeks ago, Mr. Strowman, who is a very large dude, made a comment about flippy floppers and floppy flippers and referring to smaller wrestlers. And he wasn't really trying to put anybody down. He was hyping up his match with Omas, saying, you know, this is going to be, you know, two big guys going at it. Well, he managed to tick off a lot of the locker room. Well, guess what happened when he took on one of the flippy floppers? On SmackDown this week, in Ricochet, he was
3: dispatched. Yeah, well, for no reason. Imperium interrupted. Yeah, for none at all. Really didn't make a lot of sense, did it? No. Uh, now he's got a, a feud with Imperium, and now apparently he's friendly with Ricochet because they like shook hands and, and and held the ring together.
1: Well, I I can't help but uh, have noticed that that was definitely payback. For his comments about
3: smaller wrestlers, which guys what deserved or not? If you're gonna have if you're gonna have payback, then have him win clean. Why why have Imperium, who had absolutely nothing to do with Braun Strowman, come down to the ring?
2: I, I thought Ricochet was the kid grown up that he won the tag titles with, and they were rebonding.
1: <laughs> what was that? I forgot the name. Nicholas 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 the ten year old. Now, well, Ricochet's a little more grown up than that. But Ricochet advances in that tournament and like I said, I you know, you would you had kinda hoped that the the McMahon um vindictiveness in booking would have
3: disappeared, but apparently eh, not so But much. I don't think that's McMahon as much as isn't it like a, a wrestling trope. If you, if you do something that, that bad, you get punished. So well, this was, this was Strowman's punishment. You know,
2: but and I don't get, getting uh, multiple interference to cost you a victory. I'm not sure that's punishment. We like, I, I I always wondered why Strowman was even in that tournament. Like, wow, that's a weird tournament for Strowman to be in. Like, oh yeah, that's right. They because they got nothing for him.
1: Yeah, I just didn't. I I, I didn't think that the comments warranted anything. Happening to Strowman or getting heat because I don't think that's what he was trying to do, but he got a ton of heat regardless.
2: Yeah, but but I th- he gets a ton of heat every time he posts something because <laughs> he has his way of thinking that rubs a lot of people the wrong way, especially uh, those AEW fans because you know they're they're into those flippy floppy wrestlers and Matt Vandergriff and and Ricochet and and guys who do that for a living. So, I don't know.
3: Well, you know, obviously, everybody's got a place <laughs> in, in
2: professional
1: wrestling. Right. I, I
3: just, I, but regardless of whether you deserve it or not, what the hell did Imperium have to do with him, and why would they come down for that?
2: It was the start of a storyline, obviously. We have to wait and see. And, you know, I think a lot of people would be interested in watching uh, Gunther and, and Strowman. That's two big boys pounding away at each other. Yeah, I think that would
1: be a fun match. You know, if you're going to do something like that, it's a a setup.
3: But but there was no motivation behind them coming down. I get it's the start of a story, but surely they could have had a better way to start that storyline off or at least do something prior to that to have them coming down make sense. Well, maybe they
2: didn't. Well, That's where they started it. They got to start it somewhere, right? Yeah,
1: maybe they didn't
0: want Braun
3: Strowman.
1: You know, when well, Helen, before,
3: before the match, have Strowman run into one of them backstage by accident, and then so at least then they have a cause for coming down. Not just oh, we don't gonna... like
2: Amer- maybe they don't like Americans, and we're going to find it out later. Yeah, you know,
1: And then, and b- period, then bring back Michael Todd and
3: Barry Windham.
1: <laughs> Fish dropping the U.S. Express bomb there. Well,
2: what? Why? Why are you expecting rhyme or reason for a reason for somebody? You know, attacking somebody. Maybe they was, maybe they were backstage and and Braun Strowman because he's a big guy. Cut in front of uh, the other guys in Imperium and catering and then show to it. The <laughs> last cheeseburger.
0: Then
3: show it and give us the reason for the for the attack.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, maybe there'll be hidden footage that they'll show on Friday.
3: Oh my lord!
1: Really? <laughs> That's great. Oh well anyway, so I, I just wanted to bring that one up. Uh how are you guys feeling about Bray Wyatt right now, by the way? Of course, another another promo, you know, the kind of conflicted battle with LA Knight. How do you think this is going? Are you are you guys happy or
2: Yeah, hey, I can't wait to see LA Knight squash Bray Wyatt.
3: That's not happening, fish. I I you know I, I will give L A Knight credit because he is a good talker that he's, hold, he's he looks like so far he's holding his own more than I thought he was going to. Yeah, I, I, that'll be it'll be a fun distraction for a little bit. Uh, also, there was
1: one other thing that happened, and I, and I want to bring this up more from a a social media standpoint than anything else. If if you guys didn't see this over Thanksgiving, they WWE shot a. Vignette at Dominic Mysterio at Rey Mysterio's house, where Dominic and Rhea Ripley showed up to ruin Thanksgiving dinner. Now you would, horrendous, terrible thing to do. Rey was in a walking boot. Thank thank God, Rey didn't pull out a gun. But (laughs) thank you, Brian Pillman. The point that I want to bring up on this: that thing did seven point five million views over the Thanksgiving holiday. 7.3 Well,
2: 7.3 million times.
3: Yeah. So. Actually, about- I did not watch it at all. <laughs> really? I did. I saw I, the beginning I, of it. I saw Ray in a walking boot, and I was like, okay, they, they've done this 8 million times before. I, I actually did watch the video. I was curious to see what happened.
1: But that is the WWE philosophy. Make a moment. you know, Make a viral moment. And they are the masters at doing stuff like this. And you would have thought that, you know, that's something that maybe you just saved for SmackDown on Friday, but they actually put that video out. I believe it was like, I want to say Wednesday night, Wednesday night or Thursday morning.
2: Did they put it and out it, Wednesday or Thursday because it was supposed to be Thanksgiving. Why yeah. would they put it out the day before? Yeah it, was,
1: yeah, it was, it was Thursday and it, and it absolutely blew up. I mean, that is, that is the the good side of WWE knowing what they're doing with social media Viral moments, putting things together like that—I that is impressive. I mean,
2: they got extremely lucky because if Ray Mysterio just locked the door, none of that incident <laughs> would have been- <laughs> Well,
1: well, the, the one problem was mom opened the door and then said, "Go away." And then then they kept knocking, and dad opened the door. Why did dad open the door?
3: And dad was in a walking boot.
1: Yeah, this was a, this was a bad decision on Ray's part. He shouldn't oh, know that.
2: Yeah, well, Ray, Ray was the instigator. Dominic just wanted to spend time with his family. So it was <laughs> Ray Mysterio seemed pretty heelish there, not letting his own son into Thanksgiving dinner. Boo, <laughs> Boo, Ray. I mean, Boo. How many how many guys have brought their girlfriends that the parents didn't like to Thanksgiving dinner? You know, it is a universal Don't truth let in.
1: that is for sure. Wow. Um, one other match I wanted to throw out here before we head into break. Um, Omos and Johnny Gargano. We got about, a, I believe, about a minute here on this, maybe. But Omos squashes Johnny Gargano in this whole feud thing. So we got a, we got about thirty seconds on this. Good or bad idea to throw Gargano out there, Fish?
3: Bad. You, you don't do anything good for Gargano by doing it. I mean, he tra- he tried to make mount an offense, couldn't do it. There was nothing good about it.
0: Yeah. I, I think we
2: haven't seen the last of it and I think Gargano will get his comeuppance.
3: Well there you go.
1: All right. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little AEW and the, the elite up to no good elfish Children. tactics. Or is it lead into a huge storyline for next year? We'll, more more on the Mark Hoke show. We'll be right back. want more of the mark Hoke show follow us on twitter at mark Hoke show like us on facebook at the mark Hoke show and visit mark to keep up with everything happening with the show and remember to check out all of our archive shows on youtube at the mark Hoke show and download our podcasts at mark show.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets so join the mark Hoke show family today and thanks for listening